Welcome into Scoops with DannyMac.com, and it's my visit with Travis Ford, the head coach of the St. Louis University Billikens. As always, this is presented by Royal Banks of Missouri. Lots to get into. A huge game this weekend against number 12 in the country, Seton Hall at Chaffetz Arena. They want to pack the arena, and that game is at 3 o'clock on Sunday, and there are tickets that are still available. Royal Banks of Missouri remains locally owned and offers a full range of banking services to individuals and business clients in the St. Louis metropolitan area. 11 area locations, St. Louis and St. Charles area, as well as providing a full range of products and services online designed to meet your individual needs. Proud sponsor of ScoopsWithDannyMac.com and St. Louis University Athletics. See more, RoyalBanksOfMo.com, RoyalBanksOfMo.com. There's so much to get into with Travis Ford. The Billikens are now 3-0. Yuri Collins looks to be one of the top freshmen in the country. Hassan French is dominating inside. And the Billikens have a 3-0 start to this 2019-20 season. But a huge game this weekend against Seton Hall. And again, there are tickets available for that ball game coming up at Chaffetz Arena. Coming up, we'll visit with Travis Ford. The St. Louis University Billikens will take on Seton Hall this Sunday at Chaffetz Arena. 3 o'clock, the opening tip, and they want to see the place packed. The number 12 team in the country makes their way to St. Louis, Missouri, Seton Hall, and SLU. Find out more. Get your tickets. There are ticket packs available for you, including tickets for this game, 9774SLU, 9774SLU, or email the ticket office at tickets at slu.edu. Tickets at slu.edu. Billiken, Seton Hall, this Sunday. So, as you just heard, the Billikens will take on Seton Hall, 3 o'clock, this Sunday at Chaffetz Arena. More on that in just a moment as we get the chance to visit with the head coach of the Bills, Travis Ford. And, Coach, off to a 3-0 and start, so congratulations on that. Uh, just in general, your thoughts on the start of the season? Yeah, we're obviously very happy to be three and zero. uh you know we've had some really good moments in those three games but uh but a lot of areas we've got to get better at uh on both ends of the court and probably starting on the defensive end uh you know our defense is really behind right now from where it's been in the past and uh really behind as far as our expectations of where we want it to be as i tell our team you know, we don't need to be perfect right now. We don't need to be our best defensively, uh, but we should be better than we are right now. We've got a, we don't have everybody on the same page defensively uh, the way we need to be. Uh, we're not rebounding the ball, not even near to where uh, we're, we're, we expect to rebound the ball and uh, our goals for, for rebounding, we're not even close to those in three games. Uh, but with all that said, you know, it's early in the season, glad to be 3-0, and uh, and you'd rather win and learn than lose and learn. So, uh, you know, we just got to take each game and get better, hopefully. You're averaging 84 points a game. Is, is that something that catches your attention? And, you know, a little bit. Uh, I don't get too caught up in it. I, I do I do think we're a better offensive team than we've been in, in the last couple of years as far as we can score in different ways. We can score on a fast break. We can score inside. We can score from the three-point line. Um, 
if we would even get close to making some of our free throws, we'd probably be averaging about 90 a game. Yeah, you're shooting 51% from the free throw line. So you, yeah. you shoot 65 to 70, you, you're probably at 90 points a game. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt, especially from last night's uh, game that, uh, you know, we were just atrocious from the free throw line. Uh, we've just – We've got to get better at it. You know, it's uh, it's something that we've just we, we work on it every day. We've tried to do everything, uh, but unfortunately, I think it becomes contagious to an extent almost, and it gets in a in in, in players' head. We got to get out of that and get to the free throw line and concentrate and become mentally tough. Just get mentally tough. I think it's more I think it's more than that than it is technique or anything like that. You got to get mentally tough to get to the free throw line and really concentrate to make the free throws, but. Uh, yeah, those are some of the concerns right now. But offensively, yeah, we've we've shown that uh, we can you know we can score a few points. Uh, Yuri Collins has really helped that as far as how he passes the ball and gets guys open shots, puts guys in good position. And then we've got a few more shooters maybe than we've had in the past. Um, and I think that's attributed to to the 84 points a game. You, you're going to need those shooters, Coach. I mean, every every team needs them. But when teams are sagging on Hassan French like we've seen, and it's going to get tougher and tougher, your non-conference schedule is very tough, and the competition gets better, you're going to need guys to shoot the ball. I mean, is that a, a fair statement and assessment of, of where you're at right now? Well, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's no secret uh, that Hassan French is a player we want to play through. Uh, Hassan French is going to get a lot of touches. Um uh, Everybody knows that Hassan French is hard to guard one-on-one, uh, so he's going to draw a lot of attention, uh, and he already has every single game. That's usually the game plan of the other team. It's, it starts with trying to stop him. How, how are they going to slow him down? Um, and usually that's by packing it in. Maybe sometimes it's double-teaming him in the post, whereas last night they didn't necessarily double-team, but they put, you know, they had his man guarding, then they put two other guys in the gaps right where he would go. They didn't necessarily go and double it, but it uh, it limited his space to where he could make moves. So he, we've gotta, he's got to be able to kick it out to these open shooters because somebody's got to be open, and then we've got to make the shot. At one point, you had on the floor, and I'm sure you know it's a byproduct of, of having a nice lead and, and comfortable in doing this, but you had four freshmen on the floor. So in a general sense, how do you like how some of those freshmen are starting to come along? Very pleased with all the freshmen, uh, with all of them. Um, you know, again, my expectations for freshmen are usually not that much anyway. So uh, any, anything you can get out of them is usually very much a positive, and all of them are bringing us something. Uh, you know, obviously, Yuri Collins is, uh, you know, going to be a very heavy minute uh, guy. He's going to play a lot of minutes. Um, you know, I think he's up to 26. He'll be up to 30 uh, very, very soon, probably uh, a game at least. Um Gibson Jimerson, obviously, he's getting good minutes and can make some shots. He's getting better every day defensively, and he's about where we thought he would be. Uh, then, you know, you've got uh, T.J. Hargrove keeps getting a little bit better every single day. You saw glimpses of what he could do last night, and we're hoping to continue to get him more minutes as he continues to figure out the system and figure out, you know, those type things. Uh, he, he's, you know, really, really contributing. Um so you know it's uh, it's been it's been good to see, um, and you know again freshman Jimmy Bell, you know he, I thought for the first time last night he actually looked comfortable out on the court, uh, for the first time. So he's getting better. 
Um, you know, so yeah, the freshmen are doing very good. They're, they're, they're kind of where I thought they'd be. Um, you know, be honest with you. And I've shared this with the team. It's really the other guys that I think need to step it up even more. Um, again, freshmen are going to be freshmen. It's the older guys that need to kind of carry the load, set the example, um, and, and really lead. And, and they've done a good job of that. Yeah, we just need consistency. I love watching Yuri Collins coach. I'm not, uh, unabashed in saying that that kid is going to be some kind of player and he already is um did you realize and this may be a a crazy question because you're the one that recruited him hard and got him to slew but did you realize he was this good of a passer he is terrific you know i i I did i i i i really always really that's one of the things i've loved about him is he is a pass first think of others, very unselfish, think of others first, set up his teammates, wanting the best for his teammates, always looking to find his teammates. And it, everybody, you know, is getting, uh, you know, gets opportunities when he's got the ball in his hands. As I told our team, if I if I was playing Gary Collins, I'd sprint the court every single time. <laughs> I'd make sure I got open. I mean, because he's going to get you the ball. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, that's, you know, especially when he played in the you know, the AAU circuit where he was around a lot of really good players. He, he showed what he can do in high school. He probably had to score a little bit more, uh, even though he did show his, you know, his, his passing skills at, at times. He scored a little bit more on his high school team. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've always really admired how well he could see plays ahead of time. He's got a great feel for the game. Um you know, there's still a lot of areas he's got to get better at, but you know, he's you know we're putting his feet in the fire right now and letting him play and letting him go and uh, let him play through mistakes. He hears it from me though. He he gets he usually gets a, a mouthful sometimes with uh, a few of his decisions at times, but we let him play through it. Uh, and uh, you know, good things that happen for 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 our team when he plays at a high level. John French, you were talking about him earlier. He went out with, uh, was it just a major cramp that he dealt with last night? Yeah, yeah, a, a, a calf cramp. Um, he was fine back in the locker room. When the game was over, he was good. He was fine, 100%. When you look ahead to this weekend, I know you want to see a packed house with Seton Hall. Um, tell us a little bit uh, and our listeners about just how good this team is and, and kind of finishing up this home-and-home series with them. Yeah, you're right. We need a packed house. We we desperately need it. It's very important to our team. We're going to need all the help we can get. But with that said, you're going to see two good teams getting after it. And if you love college basketball, period, if you like basketball, and you get to come to a really great environment in Shafitz Arena, it's a, one of the great places to watch a game, then you want to come to this game, period. Uh, you know, Seton Hall is one of the elite teams in the country. Uh, they're coming in here. I think they're ranked 11th in one poll right now, maybe even a little bit higher. Uh, obviously a very, very highly ranked team. Pick to win the Big East. Uh, you know, they're deep. They've got players at every position that can score it. They're old. They're, they've got a lot of experience, a lot of seniors, juniors. They've got the type team that, you know, and I know Kevin Ward, their coach, really well. He does a super job, just a great job. This is the type team when you're a coach, you know, in the Big East or in the Atlanta 10, when you got everybody back and you're old, junior, senior, you got one of the best players in America on your team. These are the teams that you think you can make a Final Four run with. And that's kind of the expectations. I saw an article the other day. Seton Hall is a, a team that could make a Final Four just because of their experience, their talent, 
Um, they've got all the things that you would want to, to have a successful, great, great special year. Coach, what do you do then with your kids, knowing the anticipation of playing one of the best teams in the country? What is today like and, and tomorrow and Saturday getting ready for a game like this? Well, good question. Today's going to be more about finishing up from last night. We always review – uh, we always review for the day, the, the game before, the game we just played. Always, we break it down on film. We show our players the good, the bad. We tell them areas we got to get better at, and we always go back. You got to learn. You got to learn. And then, uh, you know, we start preparing two days in advance. So um, tomorrow we'll start on Seton Hall. We'll go through all their personnel. We'll really talk about each individual on their team and things we want to do to try to contain them and take away their strengths as individuals. Uh, and then we'll, in practice, we'll kind of guard all their actions. And then uh, on Saturday, uh, we'll go through even more in depth on video, all their plays, actions, everything they like to do offensively, defensively. That'll be the day before the game. We'll cover it in practice. We'll guard it in practice. We'll go over all the plays that we think might work for us against them, different actions for us and, so it's usually two big days of preparation. Uh, today, we're going to try to get them off their feet. We'll walk through some things. But today's going to be more about just trying to get better from last night's game. And then we'll start really diving into Seton Hall tomorrow. I'm curious, Coach. I know fans are curious. It's so much more. I mean, the casual fan, God bless them. They, they buy their ticket. They get their popcorn, their soda. They sit down. They go home. For Travis Ford and his staff, they – are preparing, preparing, preparing. There's practices, there's walkthroughs, there's making sure guys are doing the right thing, getting to class, all those things. So last night, let's say the game ends at, and your duties for the media and, and whatnot end at, let's say, 10 o'clock, 10, 15. How late are you up watching your own film, starting to look at Seton Hall, and then on your coaching staff, who does the scout for Seton Hall and how that progresses going into these next three days? So if you can kind of walk me through that a little bit, which you did, but get a little bit more detail. No, it's very interesting. It's, a, it's something that's very interesting. Great question. Um, you know, last night, it, you know, every night at this point seems to be late nights and early mornings. But, uh, you know, night after the game, you get, you know, for me and, you know, I take a little bit of time to unwind. We'll sit in, a co in our coach's locker room and sit and talk about the game. Oh, we probably were in there talking about the game until, oh, probably 1130 uh, maybe a little later, kind of going over two things without watching the film yet. Uh, then I let all the coaches go, except for the coach that's got the scout for Seton Hall. He'll stay here pretty much most of the night, and he's been doing that. If you've got the next scout, uh, you've probably been in the office uh, pretty much all night, every night, at least you know a week in advance of your scout. They've been, you know, there's we've looked at it. We're probably watching. 20 hours of film, and then you got to break down the film. Then you got to prepare the splice tapes that we've watched. Uh, they've got to have it on my desk the next morning. If your scouts the next day, the scout, the written scout report needs to be on my desk by the next morning uh, after uh, after the last game. Uh, then I'll go home the night after the game uh, and, and watch the film. I won't clip it up. I'll just sit and watch it. And then I come back in this morning, and I'll rewatch it and actually break it down, clip it, what we call clip it. And I figured out how to use a computer halfway. <laughs> um, and so I can clip it a little bit. I have a video coordinator that helps me do it, puts it all in order so I can show my team uh, the things we need to show them. 
then this afternoon we'll start diving in. We'll have a staff meeting, start talking about Seton Hall, start just starting a game plan, uh, talking about individuals and different things that we th- think might work against them. Uh, we'll, we'll have practice. Uh, then we'll come back in here and uh, after practice and probably start talking more about Seton Hall. Um, it goes on. It doesn't stop. You know, one thing I try to do, you know, I divide up every scouting report through my three coaches, through, uh, through my three, uh, three of my assistant coaches, and you divide them, you try to do it evenly. Um, but each coach spends an enormous, enormous amount of time um, preparing for their scout. And uh, the guy who has the scout, if you watch the games, is always the, the, the coach that's sitting to my left uh, at the very front of the bench. He, that's always the coach that has the scout for that game. Um, and as I tell my coaches, they all usually have, oh, 12 scouts a year where I go through 33 scouts a year because then i got to dive in after every game. I do not – a lot of times, Dan, I don't even know who we play next. People sure. think I'm joking. Now I know Seton Hall. I knew where Seton Hall's going. I could not tell you who we have after Seton Hall. I have <laughs> no idea who we have after Seton Hall. And I don't want to know. My coaches know that have been around me enough now. I don't want to hear one single thing about the next game from anybody uh, until the second that game's over last night. I will turn to Will Bailey, who has Seton Hall, and I'll say, "Tell me about, give me, give me two minutes worth of Seton Hall. This is even before I go meet with the media. Give me two minutes. Just tell me something about them. And I just want to get it start getting in my mind. And, I, you know, I know a little bit about Seton Hall. We played them last year at third place and was able to get a win. But I do not, especially as we get later into the season, I will not know who we play next. I will have no clue. I don't want to know. I don't look at the schedule. Um, when we get in the conference play, I couldn't even tell you who we open with. I couldn't tell you. I don't even look at it. Uh, I try to focus on today and what's at hand but the the whole idea of how we prepare would blow people's mind would blow we probably do go overboard with it than probably most teams but uh, you know we we think uh, we believe in it we believe in scouting reports we believe in preparation we believe in having our players you know ready to go uh, physically as well as mentally with the scout report but uh, it is an interesting thing to watch. We, you know, game days, we go through shoot-arounds, and we go through the game plan for the last time. Uh, it, it's very, very, very in-depth, as you can tell. Oh, my goodness. It's fascinating. I love it. Th- Coach, uh, can't wait to see you on Sunday. we got one of the best teams in the country coming through. Let's see that place packed. And uh, off to a 3-0 and start, and we'll see you on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, three o'clock, Chaffetz Arena. It uh, you know uh, it will be probably one of the top college basketball games uh, on Sunday uh, across America. So we need a pack, uh, packed Chaffetz Arena. All the fans come out. You'll enjoy seeing two two teams that are going to play fast and aggressive. Both of us uh, are going to get after it. That's for sure. Great stuff, Coach. Thanks so much, and we'll see you on Sunday. Thanks, Dan.